The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. The Boogie Monster Podcasting the Unknown Hey guys, welcome to The Boogie Monster Normally, this is where we would say with Kyle and Dave. Uh, This week, though, unfortunately, just me, just Dave. Um, Kyle has been pulled away by important Hollywood show business. Uh, He's, uh, I I can't divulge too much info, but uh, due to our conflicting schedules and him being on the road and doing a bunch of stuff, uh, just couldn't. Couldn't do a uh, crisp, brand new, fresh episode of the Boogie Monster this week, and rather than uh, both literally and figuratively phoning it in, uh, we've decided to do something special uh, and kind of uh, recast and cross-promote uh, our good buddy Ryan Singer's podcast. Uh, you've heard us speak of this before, but uh, Ryan Singer, great friend of uh, both Kyle and I, uh, also happens to be my roommate, also happens to be a brilliant comedian, also happens to have a great podcast himself called Me and Paranormal You, and uh, also in the paranormal spectrum. And uh, I like to say that Ryan is kind of the um, uh, foie gras to our pork rinds. Uh, Similar subject matter that we cover on both podcasts, but Ryan definitely comes a little more prepared, uh, digs deeper into some of the science, and uh, even, um, how would you say, um, a little more new agey and spiritual than uh, what uh, Kyle and I tend to do as far as uh, basically just two idiots belching into a microphone. Uh, Ryan does a great job of really exploring uh, some of the details of some of these uh, paranormal subjects. So if you haven't checked out me and Paranormal You yet, please do. And uh, what we're going to do right now, um, Kyle and I were lucky enough to be guests on an episode of Me and Paranormal You uh, several months ago, right before we launched Boogie Monster. I think uh, maybe the week before our first episode, uh, Ryan had us on, and we discussed a whole bunch of uh, crazy stuff and, and had a good time. So uh, kind of a origin story, if you will. Uh, for the Boogie Monster. So, um, yeah, hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, thank you so much for listening every week. And, uh, again, sorry we can't have a, uh, a nice new fresh episode for you, but I think this is uh, going to be a pretty solid uh, substitute. So please enjoy this episode of Ryan Singer's, uh, he calls it a mindcast, Me and Paranormal You, right here on the Boogie Monster. Hello, you're listening to Me and Paranormal You with your host, Ryan Singer. Because it's more fun to believe. I just took. We don't need to talk about that. My exorcism of the butt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, uh, We've got Kyle Kanane and Dave Stone in the uh, in the living room, uh, ready to discuss all the things that creep and crawl in the night. Hey, buddy. Um, Dave, your third time on the program. Yeah. It's very exciting. Welcome back. Thanks. From Thanks downstairs, for from me. below me. Yeah, it's good to be here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you guys just started, just launched. Uh, gosh, what's the name of it? The, the podcast, bo- the Boogie Monster. The Boogie Monster. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know what you had uh, officially went with, but the Boogie Monster. That's yeah. well, we name. just sort of recorded one episode. Oh, okay. and we're not sure if it's. You know when you do something for the first time and you're not sure if it was real, like the first time you tried stand-up, like, did I do it? Is that how it was supposed to – did I do that thing right? 
That's how it was. But we did it. We talked for an hour. Did you uh, have you listened to go back and just listen to parts of it to see how it sounded? No, he immediately said, I'm never listening to that again. No, I just (laughs) (laughs) I sent it off. I sent it off to someone to give me a professional uh, uh, assertion. Have they responded? Not yet. Okay. It's to take it a that couple could, days. With okay, it. that could be troubling. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's going to be great because the learning annex is going to be uh, the location, right? Where yeah. you're to it. Cal's got a sweet little uh, little side pad. Yeah. I've, I've been in the learning annex only once when you weren't even in town. Yeah. Before the uh, Jason Isbell concert. Yeah. We went over to the learning annex and there was some drumming happening. Yeah, there. kicked down. There was so. some, some electronic drums, bikes, bicycle maintenance shop. Yeah. The, Random uh, shooting gallery sometimes. Oh, oh, what do you got and for in BB guns? Oh, okay. BB gun oh he's got there. two really high powered BB guns. I've got a decent <laughs> BB pistol. Yeah, I got a pistol and a rifle. Yeah, the uh, they're a good time. Yeah, those things. Uh, I lost my. Uh, no, I lost my my BBs, but uh, <laughs> I lost my BBs. I lost my BBs. <laughs> I lost my BBs. <laughs> <laughs> BBs. What does BB stand? What does BB stand for? Ball bearings. Really? I, I'm, I said that with authority, and it just came to me. When I, you, I, when I saw I what your right. question was going to be, it's got to be ball bearings. Right. I'm like, ball bearings. I'm going with it. They're a little certain. It's got to be thing. right, though. That's got to be correct. Ballistic bullets. Ooh. No. It's, it's redundant. Oh. <laughs> um, well, didn't, didn't you just buy some uh, ghost hunting gear? I bought a. I just bought an EMF reader. Okay, are you using it? Have you? Because you're into the. Uh, you're I, into the ghost hunting. We brought it out to. Uh, not Chavez Ravine. Whatever Arroyo, the, the Arroyo. It's not Arroyo Sega. Whatever it is out by Pasadena, it leads all the way up to the mountain, up to JPL. Oh, yeah, it starts Arroyo, at JPL. Yeah, that's where they first were doing their their explode. Where they got had to go yeah, Pars- up. yeah Parsons and everything. And I went out there with Chris Garcia, and it was supposed to be like like the bridge, the suicide bridge in Pasadena. You know, when you go on the 210 out to Pasadena, if you're heading east on the right side, there's an old just single road bridge, and that's the suicide bridge, which every bridge is, I think. If one if person, it's high enough. Yeah. yeah, if one person, yeah, this is just a, <laughs> this is just a, oh, I got back problems later in life. <laughs> This is a paraplegic bridge. What? People just kept jumping off. They're around. They'll tell you. They should have gone for a taller bridge. Too much. All right. Let's not. Well, I mean, if you that. are out there thinking about jumping off a bridge, just, I mean, there's some things to consider. Height. When picking your bridge. Height is yeah. on a you know, surface that you're First off, on. do you really want to do that? Yeah, you don't want to. Get Muhammad out. Ali talked to somebody off of jumping out of a off a building or something. Did you hear that? Like, yeah, what I did saw that. not Muhammad Ali do? Yeah, he came out and then he, he died and then all these stories that I didn't even realize. Like he, the, well, the Muhammad Ali Museum in Louisville, Kentucky is breathtaking. Yeah. Like I thought I'd go in there. I went in there like four or five years ago and I thought, you know, it was just killing time before a show. And I was like, oh, this will be an hour. Go see, like, maybe some highlights of his best fights. Yeah. But it was like, there was so much. I was crying. I was in there crying. Because yeah. during one of the video things, they had, I mean, he did so much for civil rights to end the Vietnam War. All kinds of shit. Like, mm-hmm. it was unbelievable what he, anyway, he's done so much. He did that, so much before he even lost his voice. This is what I was going to talk, start talking about before this. Cause like, I didn't know if Meatloaf died either today. Oh, that's right. It's yeah. like, does this year, is it starting to feel like a rapture? Like 2016 
has been taking a lot of good ones. Yeah. But like not a rapture for God, but like a rapture for just cool shit. Like a cool rapture? Like it's just taking everything like, all right, you guys don't deserve all these things. And yes, I'm including Meatloaf in that if he passes because Meatloaf, he's got his own style and he's... But I'm like, it's like 2016's got a weird vibe. Yeah, it does. And I'll tell you, the uh, and it's kind of disconcerting that we're all still here. But, um, <laughs> you know, I don't know what that says about about what we've been doing, but the, uh, not trying hard enough, not trying hard enough. Got to work harder to, uh, to die faster <laughs> or to be raptured, I guess. No, I do think there's, well, there's many people out there who believe that 2012 actually was a thing and slowly, but surely, um, the, the effects of what happened in 2012, uh, will be revealing themselves more and more like the, the awakening, the, the rise of the matriarchy, the shift in consciousness, all kinds of stuff. Uh, Wait, UFOs, so that, oh, that more, now they're just saying that was, a, they're yeah, saying that was ever. just the beginning. Yeah, it was the, it was the, uh, the beginning of something. Like it's not really? just all, like we all want quick, right? We all want like, okay, 2012, it's December 21st. Okay, everything's different now. It's like, <laughs> you know, it, there's, it's more like a slow burn. Mm. All right. I think they're just, I, those people, I think like, it didn't all happen. Oh, uh, no, it's like the super slow sure, beginning sure, yeah. of it. It's Are a, they just saying that now? <laughs> See, that's what we were. We weren't like out loud saying that it was the super slow beginning, but we all knew yeah, like, yeah. oh, no, it's a super slow beginning of it. That's what it is. <laughs> well, there's a different, there's a couple of different like ways you kind of do that, right? There's always like, when I was a kid and my grandma would tell me all about mm-hmm. these great punishments that were gonna, that were foretold uh, from like prophets who Mary or Jesus was visiting. Um, like one of them was... Uh, the Virgin Mary will appear over New York City on Christmas Eve, right, to issue this great warning because everybody was being so yeah. bad. And uh, and so then I went to school that summer and for like four months because we went back to school in August or whatever. So for like four months, I was telling everybody, Christmas Eve, Virgin Mary over New York City, <laughs> you'll see. How old were you? I was probably, uh, you know, 10 years old. <laughs> And so, in addition to Santa Claus, yeah. also this. <laughs> <laughs> you're crazy, Ryan. We're just waiting for Santa to bring our presents, but your thing is pretty nuts. No, but look, right behind the sled, you see the and she doesn't have shoes on, so she, you know, she's not Satan pretending to be her. But uh, and it didn't happen, right? So I get back from Christmas break, and everybody's like, "What happened? Where's the Virgin Mary?" And then my grandma had already told me. Well, enough people had, uh, you know, heard heard that this was going to happen so they changed their ways and repented oh so now she didn't have to yeah so there's always it's either it didn't happen because enough people changed or it is happening but you just don't realize it or it's slower okay so since since december 21st 2012 have things exponentially gotten worse from that date or are they on the same course of getting worse we just weren't paying attention to it before then I would argue that they're probably the same as they've been, except we're also more, uh, we're also more, uh, we're also more hyper aware. We're, <laughs> we're all much more hyper aware and connected to everything that's happening now, even, yeah. even in short bursts. Like whether it's, I mean, because Prince was a big one. Yeah. You know, Muhammad Ali, that was a big one. Probably the most famous uh, musical artist and the most famous person in the world died. Yeah. Bowie, Lemmy, yeah. bunch yeah. of people. This year. So, I mean, like when it comes to Muhammad Ali and even Prince, yeah. But Muhammad Ali especially, there's no one in the world more famous than Muhammad Ali. And Prince was like incredible, but there's a bunch of people who have no idea who the fuck Prince is. You know what I mean? Yeah. But even like the poorest people in wherever know who Muhammad Ali is. Yeah. Well, and some of those people, 
you could still argue like, yeah, he was sick for a long time. David Bowie had cancer that nobody realized. You know, Prince had a you know uh, drug problem nobody knew about. So there's something like, oh yeah, of course that's it. But it's like it's all happening. It's all it's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, and then you know, throw on top of everything. I think it, the undercurrent here is the all the crazy election stuff that's happening too. It's like, wow, that adds is, a tinge to like you never realize like, what kind of overtone that adds to society, to yeah. like your everyday existence here, especially specifically in this country. Like, oh my, oh my, like this is not something because we can't get away from it. This is what's happening for the next five months. And there's no, we're just stuck. And it's not like that's well, just a couple two old guys that are just gonna do the same. It's like, oh no, there's some craziness. Yeah, there's a some reptile weird. and a fucking mania. Yeah, <laughs> like what do we? You know, I so. like that. I'm not sure which is which in your mind. <laughs> 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 well, Kyle and I both share the love of kind of uh, amateur doomsday prepping. You know, oh, yeah, okay. we're always uh, kind of joking about that, and he even, you know, he's got some gear, and I've collected some stuff, and it, up until now, it's just been kind of a fun little, you know, hobby. I, I won't speak for him, but for me, it's yeah. like, yeah, this is. I, I never took it too seriously, but it is like I took it seriously enough to maybe buy a bunch of water and maybe a shotgun, but like. I think if Trump gets elected, <laughs> as as is as as his roommate Ryan, how do you like that that phrase? Maybe, maybe a, a shotgun. shotgun. <laughs> how do you like that? Knowing your room's above his, <laughs> and he sleeps with Directly and he sleeps it. with hot sauce next to his bed because I mean, of what might happen in his sleep. <laughs> I'm going to be moving my bed. Maybe I make my own grenades. Side. I don't know. I'm just saying, if Trump gets elected, I just feel like he's the type of person or, or would be the type of president that would. Maybe put some of this into into use. Like, oh, now I, I need a jeep and you know a water tank. Yeah, yeah. for sure. There's uh, there's there's definitely like more than just oh, I, I wanted a, a a sweet jeep on mm. your like you know because you've got the vehicle to get out of town. You've got some supplies to survive a little longer in town. Uh, I don't know what I'm, I'm just hoping my crystals take me away. I don't know what I'm <laughs> I gotta really like. It's gonna we, get on the roof of this building and offer yeah, yourself. Just, yeah, yeah. And just hope these uh, that new Moldavite pendant helps me fly. <laughs> but he's such a maniac. I just yeah. see Trump as being the one that brings the doom. I don't think. You know? I think he's still going. I can't believe they're letting me got yeah. get this far. It doesn't seem real. I think there, there's no. I honestly think this is just the longest grift. But I, I don't even blame him. I blame the people that are falling for that yeah. shit. Yeah, and it seems to me that like 150 years ago, he would just be like, oh, it's Teddy Roosevelt. You know what I mean? Cause, yeah. Uh, you know, just being... I don't know. I guess the good sign is that people are aware of how crazy he is as opposed to, you know, back in the day... There was obviously racist presidents who uh, oh, yeah. were maniacs and war hawks and just just out of control. But it was like you know you didn't you didn't have the connectivity you have now to know like everything about someone. But I I think if Trump gets elected president, someone said this. I didn't think about this the other day. Like oh he won't be able to because both sides hate him, so he'll just be yeah. handcuffed for four years and won't be able to do anything. And. Uh, I guess he could try to do like executive orders on stuff. I mean, if there's any left, because I think Obama did them all, right? Uh, so I was just talking to someone like two days ago, and they were telling me all about all the executive orders Obama did, like as far as like the uh, alien situation, about how the disclosure about allegedly Obama's going to disclose full information about aliens before he leaves office. Really? Wasn't that Hillary's kind of nod well, yeah, to it earlier. Yeah, she's trying to. Uh, she's. I think she's trying to get in on it. 
she was trying to get in on it, right? But apparently, this is the theory. He's going to disclose about aliens, and uh, which will be the United States of America, the world leader, talking about aliens. So he'll be the guy who changed the world forever. He'll win another Nobel Prize, and he'll go down in history as the man who uh, changed the world forever, like the entire world, right? And uh, so apparently he wants that before he leaves office. Now, other people say, well, you got Nibiru, this planet coming, circling back through every 3,600 years, and it's happening in August. And then Obama has already done all these executive orders to make sure he can just maintain power even after the election because now aliens are here. There's going to be a comet shower. Okay, It's another one of those doomsday. Okay. It's the new doomsday thing. What day is this supposed to be? August, I, I don't, I'll have to find out specifically, but it's in August. It's like, uh-huh. I think middle to late August is when this is supposed to happen. Good, because uh, my birthday is early August. Okay, <laughs> you'll get to turn, yeah. uh, what is it? Well, I plan on doing some day drinking. <laughs> I don't want that Guys, stealing my thunder. But, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, have a day party because this meteor shower thing, Mike. Uh. But that's apparently, that's the next big uh the conspiracy theory going on, on the internet right now is the uh, Nibiru coming back, bringing with it like a comet shower. That's going to cause chaos. I, Obama's going to form the new world government. I, this well, this was something I was listening to on Coast to Coast. There's some, I, I, I take it all cynically, but with the hopes that it's real. But somebody pointing out how they're they're cross promoting the army with the new uh, uh, Independence Day movie. Like, how, oh, I haven't seen like, the commercials. That's a little strange. Thing. It's, oh yeah. You know, in the and it's Bill Pullman doing the voiceover talking about the. In the movie Independence Day, you see people fighting a foreign force trying to take over our land. Where do you think Hollywood gets it from? The army. And like it's, then it goes, goes in from like movie effects into the army just showing training, like them training. So and stuff. They're not even hiding it anymore. Well, that's what I like. Is it just a nonchalant? Like, who's benefit? Like, like the, it's, a, it's a peculiar cross-promotion. Yeah, if like, nothing else, it makes you want to fight aliens. Like, join the army, or yeah. is it just that's how dumb the People entire <laughs> like the whole nation is? Like <laughs> nobody gives a shit about ISIS. Well, aliens, yep, sign up because you'll fight aliens. Wow, but that it's also there's also the conspiracy theorists out there who would say there's. They're trying to make sure you get that narrative in your head when it comes to aliens. When aliens show up, whether they're peaceful or not, they want everyone to be afraid of them because then that gives them total power. That's what aliens uh, will want. Martial law. No, that's what the people uh, in power here on Earth want. Like when aliens show up, regardless if they're here in peace, everyone's going to be like, careful. Remember all these movies where the aliens come and eat us and do all this mm-hmm. other horrible shit? That's what they're going to do, even though they know they're not going to. But so they can still control. And then now they have a new level of control forever. Or, or what, until we get Trump up. finally gets the Mexicans on his side to be like, all right, there's different yeah. aliens. We need to, to build the wall. About. Higher. You guys, all right. You guys are okay. I've been, you know what? I'm short-sighted. You guys are cool. Yeah, yeah. These guys. We're going to make the aliens build the bubble around the earth. <laughs> These are the true undocumented workers. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of aliens and UFOs, I had a realization just two days ago. I've always been a fan of UFOs and aliens. But uh, the other day, I went down a time travel rabbit hole. And uh, it was made aware to me that maybe UFOs are time travelers. Oh, humans from the future. Yeah, I've been sitting on that one. That's the one I think. I never thought of that. And it yeah. makes pretty good sense. There's uh not to change the no, direction. Makes, no, there's no this is we go wherever we want on this. The uh 
I do like that idea because it also ties into the thing that I'm just obsessed with right now is that we're all robots. But yeah, the uh, ooh, the idea that they're just humans from the future trying to come back. And this is where I have the questions. It's like, what purpose does it serve to travel into the past to try to make? And that's why the abductions happen is they're trying to cure disease. They're trying to take samples and figure out where the disease came that they can but, cure in the future. That, okay, th- this is where the time travel fallacy is for me. It's, it's the whole idea is that if you're in, if you're in the, if you're now, think of just being now. This is the end of time. Right now is the moment we're in. <clears throat> and to get to this point, everything in the past had to happen exactly how it happened to get to here. Whether it be random, however, whatever it happened, it got to this point. If you go back and change anything, it's the it's Back to the Future. They explain it in Back to the Future better than, better than I will, but. <laughs> That's why that's the fallacy for me. Like, why would they be coming back? But that's if you buy into that, I guess. Uh, Does that necessarily have to be the truth? Does that necessarily have to be the way it works? Like, maybe Back to the Future said that and everybody really kind of because it makes sense uh, logically in our minds. But maybe that doesn't matter at all. Maybe going back doesn't affect it unless you like, you know, killed off a a family lineage of, of somebody yeah, potentially, but maybe you still just end up here, but through different, maybe it just kind of readjusts outcome is the same, but like the, the road to get there is different. Okay. Does that make sense? Well, okay. I guess that, okay. Then the players, you're admitting that the players are set in their ways and are going to go on the same path. Well, I guess no that's matter more what, of a you destiny can't, thing, yeah, you yeah. can't, yeah, you can't change. Okay. That does play into destiny. Then destiny is real. And in the future, they know that, so they can come back and tinker with the players and mess with the dials. But everything's still going to get to the end, the, the, the end zone, the way it's supposed to get there. So you could take one person from here and poke around a butthole a little bit, and you could do that because <laughs> they're still going to land. Or maybe they're, you know, maybe as I'm admitting myself as well, we're not as significant to the world uh, chessboard as we think we are. So we could be fucked with and moved around, and you know, whatever our trajectory. Like none of us are going to be ambassadors. You know, we're all, you know, make our money telling jokes, and then. Try to yeah. see things in the dark with our free time, you know. If, you know, if they fuck with us or something, like that's that's fine. We're not, you know, world leaders changing the course of how the globe is going to act. It's not. It's not Bill and Ted's speak for a- Excellent adventure, <laughs> but also all it's right. Like, well, it's, Dave's got, got bigger yeah, plans got for plans. his life. But it also speaks to maybe those we're just barbecue not as, jokes brought yeah. peace to the Middle East <laughs> once they tasted Dave smoked wings. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> once the once ISIS tasted Dave's smoked pork shoulder, they renounced, hero. they renounced Allah. They got rid of all of it. That's the one thing the whole world could agree on. And they drop they drop some smoked pork shoulder over the yeah. Middle East. But maybe we're just not, in general, as human beings, as important as we think we are. Yeah. So, um, like, we actually have zero to little input on the future of the universe in any way so therefore we're like so expendable the same way we would just uh maybe look at trees or mm-hmm. uh you know an apple tree or something or uh, a cockroach running around like i've heard that theory before but like look at the chaos that we've created in the last just in the last 200 years Look what we've done to this earth. Look at what good and bad. Look at all the advancements in technology. Look at all the things we've screwed up. I feel like, you know, I feel like we are significant enough for like aliens to want to snoop around and see what our deal is. What if, yeah, I mean, we've created chaos for ourselves. I mean, the earth is going to be fine. 
Well, but what if this? Yeah, what if what if we just eliminate ourselves from the Earth, and you know, already what whoever's visiting us is the future <clears throat> human race that exists on Mars or wherever, and that's why they come back because they they know this is over. They know this sphere is done with. There's a limited. I do believe that. I do believe human beings. We're gonna. We'll wipe a majority of ourselves off this earth through our own doing, or something. Or something else will happen. Or some, yeah, some Some weird experiment. Yeah, or or the robots. It's going to be like, up the robots took over the other robots and made new robots, and it's just going to be, yeah, it's like, it's like, why don't you go in that shed? Ah, the rats run that shed now. You know, (laughs) like that's like I think that's what's going to happen with planet Earth. But maybe that's why if 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 time travelers are. You know, if if aliens are human time travelers are coming back, like, ah, oh, we could p- pick a few ones off and see what did go wrong over there. Let's make sure we don't make the mistake again by studying what did go wrong at that time. And, and maybe, maybe. I mean, that would make sense to me. Like, it, the only reason you study the past is to try to learn lessons mm. from it, right? Yeah. I mean, what they say, like, history, if you don't know history, you're doomed to repeat it. But yeah. the, uh, I don't know, man. Like, if Elon Musk is right, and it's a one in billion chance that this is not a simulation yeah, that we're living that inside us. of right now, we were talking um, uh, the other day. About I have that. to do a lot more research on. It. I mean, it's so beyond my scope of understanding, truly. But the idea that um, it's uh, what's it called? The uh, law of exponential return, uh, or law of return? Exp- anyway, it's called LORE. Is like the acronym for it, and it's like every two years, technology doubles. So that's been yeah. happening for a while. So what that means is by 2035 or 2045, I forget which specifically, that's when singularity happens. Yeah. Uh, the cyborgization of humans and computers. Now, what is singularity? Singularity is when computers and like humans become one. Okay. Right? So, for example, like ro- I, I just call it robots. But like, think, like robots are even like nanotechnology that you could put into your blood cells that or inside your bloodstream that can heal your body from the inside like so stop yeah. eight damaged cells it can get rid of cancer uh can regenerate maybe keep you young forever that kind of stuff and then people are like well this shit's getting too smart now it'll just take over your body that's the downside yeah. but the good side is like no it'll this is the stuff that's going to be like internal smart technology uh health uh, well, it's, yeah, who's guiding or, it? Who's guiding exactly. it? Exactly. You know? So, and then when it becomes too smart, then it takes over, um, and artificial intelligence gets rid of us because it realizes it doesn't need us because it's smarter than us now and it has become self-aware. Yeah. Right? Of, aware of itself. But then if it is in fact true that this is a simulation, like Elon Musk says, that means we have become self-aware of being created by something, which means we're the fucking robots, dude. How wait, but how so this is a simulation right now. If in fact this is a simulation. That means we've become self aware of being created in inside of a simulation. Meaning we are the tech, the artificial intelligence that became self aware of itself. Does that make sense? So we are no. the artificial intelligence that got too smart. <laughs> huh? Does that make sense? <laughs> what, what's he talking about? But now? so it already happened. Well, no, what I'm, well, the singularity my theory, already happened. Well, my theory is we are the singularity and we don't realize it because we think we're people. We think they're these human beings, right? But what we don't realize is we are the singularity. We are the artificial intelligence that was created that ended up getting too smart. We're the robots, dude. But well, if that- I'm a robot, whoever designed me needs to be fired. <laughs> Well, there's got to have variety. You got to have Dave's variety. one of them barbecue robots. <laughs> did a piss poor job. 
<laughs> no, but there is a there is. It's fun to think about that we could be the robots, you know, and that we just have to make sure that we become smart enough to to get rid of whoever our robot overlord is before the robots we created as robots that were created get smarter than us. That you could, will eventually you, could, you couldn't say that again right now. That's what you my grandfather always You couldn't always repeat said. yourself. <laughs> Son, let me tell you about the robot. But there is time travel into that, too. People think, uh, people think that artificial intelligence has become... I think part of the Elon Musk thing is about the simulation is that like, if this law of exponential return thing is accurate, that means um, it's already happened. Like technology has already gotten so advanced. We've already done it as like humans, right? Um, and gotten so smart that we've been able to just go back, go forward in time, and go back in time and simulate all of this. So shit. this artificial intelligence isn't so artificial. <laughs> no, just end it's the podcast a, right there. I just blew everybody's mind, and then just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, they felt they're coming in. They're coming in. They know we got the, the answers. <laughs> no, but I mean, it is interesting to think about how uh, we could be the robots that became too self-aware. The artificial intelligence that somehow became aware of itself. And because but, that's going to happen. Right. But what's, if, if but what's, right. If, what's healing itself on you right now? Like what? So then we were worse before. Well, I have a new like, system that does at, that protects But at me. what point were we? How far? How how long ago were we not the robots? Uh, were we never? Yeah. Were we never not robots? That would be the. Are human beings just creations of robots? That would be the. Yeah, I mean, we're because we have electricity in our blood cells. I mean, so like, you know, people say DNA is your genetic coding. I mean, these are just words that people use, but it's like all the same stuff. It's like computer software is code. Yeah, uh, we run on electricity. Like electric pulses wake you up every morning from your brain to your muscles, right? So like. People say it's life force, but essentially it's just electricity that keeps us. You mm. know, when your heart stops, they use those electric pads like to try to just give you like elect- it's like you're jumping a car battery. So it's maybe like a sociopath or a serial killer, somebody who's like the robot hasn't fully achieved the level of like well, I'm trying to explain consciousness and why do you feel bad about something? Then what's what is that some programming that's saying like, look, you hurt somebody. So now you feel bad because that's the reaction to that. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I mean, I guess it would have to be some kind of built-in morality software. That almost makes sense. Like a sociopath is more robotic. Of like, oh no, I don't have. Yeah. There's no consequence to my actions. Yeah. It's like, oh, you didn't have that part put in. Yeah, you didn't have that. You weren't programmed to realize there are consequences. But to the your singularity actions. is the concept of like humans and you know artificial intelligence like becoming cyborgs, becoming like melting into one. So that would that is to say that there is a human element there still, right? So maybe yeah. that's the evolutionary process. Like that's what they argue. Like this guy Ray Kurzweil, he's got yeah. this book. Um, he's like the poster child for it. He didn't come up with it, but he's like the poster child who's like really into it. Like he's almost too into it. You know what I mean? He's the guy who's like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be robots and we can just fuck robots and like you know what I mean? It's like you need to settle down. You okay, can we fuck don't need robots. To be, we don't now. need to be. Yeah, yeah you could. <laughs> it's like we don't need to be like that quick, like into this. Like let's relax and settle down. There needs to be regulations and people well, are scared. That's and, my thing. I don't think. I don't think the morality has caught up to the technology. Well, hell no, right? And will it ever? You know, it's that making things because you can, not because you should. And I don't know if it's ever, I don't, just to go back to the other way that we are human people, conscious, strange, spiritual, alive beings with a timeline. You know, we won't self repair. 
that like yeah like I, no, nothing we're making like we're not going to keep up with I, I don't think so i have a very morose outlook for the human race well there's definitely a uh, a lag you know yeah. what i mean i was talking to some guy who's got a 16 year old daughter and he's like dude instagram snapchat like there's no way to keep up with your kids to try to like be a parent like our parents like in retrospect <coughs> had it easy i guess yeah uh in just trying to what all comes down to is just bottling sh- sexuality right or just trying to make sure your kids don't fuck up their life before it even starts but they don't realize that yet so i mean like i mean that might not be the greatest example of morality lagging behind technology but it's impossible to really keep up with it i think Or when does something come along that holds a society's interest more than the internet? Ooh. Oh, I don't know. You know, when does something, when does human interaction, I was reading a thing about virtual reality and how that's going to cause, like eventually you, you, could, you could just live in a pod and never leave. Oh, well, Any yeah. experience you want to have can be provided by virtual reality. Any human contact you want to have can be provided by virtual reality. You will have a, f- a fuck robot and virtual reality things and you're going to order your groceries online and it's going to be delivered by a drone and we'll eventually anti-socialize ourselves into being pod people. That is what, you know, the, the 50s science fiction fear and we'll just do that to ourselves. And then if you want to talk about who's going to come to Earth and take over, they'll be like, aliens coming here, guns blazing. and be like, oh, no, it's done already. You guys already did this for us. All yeah. right, cool. Thanks. We'll just, just Yeah, we'll they take, wouldn't even, quietly we wouldn't even take know that planet. they came because yeah. we'd still be stuck inside of our pods. Yeah. So that's like that's the stuff where I'm like, I know I sound wacky believing in that. I'm like, oh, no, I believe that's – you hear about people, people that die because they play video games for too long. Mm-hmm. They don't get up and go to the bathroom. They forget to drink. Like that's a few people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But now that the technology is more and more providing you an experience that's so close to a real thing without having to put human effort forth towards the meet- meeting somebody or having an experience of traveling somewhere to see a location, I think that's I think it's going. No, I agree. And I think technology, with all it's done good, I, I think it's very harmful. Like, just the fact that. I know it's cliche at this point, but like we're all just walking around staring at our phones. Like we're so distracted, we're so detached from everyday life. I just, yeah, I think it's it's, it's a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's our robot brain. Yeah, now we've got our brain, uh, our robot brain, to go along with our robot body, which is our robot truth. And you know, <laughs> um, if you're listening today, it's because it's this is brought to you by the the Church of Ryan's Robots. And uh, I I do wonder though if, I mean, I think. I'm inclined to it, even though I like stuff. I like cool stuff. Like, I go to Best Buy, and I just walk around and look at stuff. I don't buy anything. I just look. It's uh, impressive, yeah. Yeah, it's very impressive. But I think when – I probably won't be alive for it. But when it comes to that, like, hyper-technology virtual virtual reality thing, there's going to be, like, naturalists, you know, like, whether they're, like, just ultra-hippies, people who don't want to do that, right? Yeah. People, there's always going to be people who reject technology. Mm-hmm. Sometimes for good reasons, sometimes for really bad reasons. But I think there will still be like pockets of humanity that like to go out into the woods and like actual feel real dirt. 
But then it gets to the point, like, how can you tell the difference? But that's going to be people that just go to the store to buy their groceries. are going to be like somebody that hiked the Appalachian Trail. <laughs> yeah, those are going to be Last weekend, <laughs> I went to the store. Wow. Do you remember the store? Yeah, I went to it. It's still there. Yeah, I can't believe it. You have to have a passport to yeah, go yeah. to, like, the grocery store or the, uh, you know, the, a smoke shop. Yeah. And you get stamped at every, like, just different place you go. It's honor says there's only one person, like, one, yeah, one park ranger working it, and you got yeah. to honorably pay for your stuff and roam the aisles. And they're probably criminals. Yeah. The criminals are the ones they make like man the actual <laughs> human stations. Yeah, you have to still have a physical job in the world. Yeah. I mean, we're joking about it, but I think of that is going to be the truth. I mean, because even look at, all right, take one little aspect of the store or commerce like uh, music. Used to, we'd go to the record store or the whatever department store. Mm-hmm. You know, now those are almost non-existent. I mean, there's a few independent record stores and music stores, but like... I don't know what the percentage is, but it's got to be 90-something percent of all music now is purchased online. I just pulled that out of my ass, but whatever <laughs> the number is. But like that's probably going to start carrying over to other things, groceries and clothes yeah. and everything. I mean, it already is, but not to that extreme. But yeah, one day, a grocery store, what's that? Like That's scary to think about. Yeah, I mean, I just don't understand how you know the, the, the drone dropping everything off. I don't think that can work just because you can't just have a sky full of drones running into each other. Like, how do they not run into each other? But that's the same thought everybody had about cars. And eventually they set up street signs and the way roads should work. If we get far enough to where that, yeah, there's just drones flying through the sky. That's that's what's happening with cars. Like, cars were just running over children when people first got cars. (laughs) Yeah. They're just plowing over people, going through cry. Yeah. Couldn't work on like muddy streets because they're built for horse and carriages. And yeah, like, all right, no, so. people are going to be doing these and getting cars. We need to regulate this. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. The, I guess regulating the sky just seems more difficult to me. Yeah, but I guess you could if you can have drones, you can have floating stop signs. Yeah, I'm, well, well, or I'm sure there's going to be uh, elevations between this and this. You know, you're assigned these types in this elevation. Commerce lane. Yeah, commerce lane, private lane, whatever. The different you know, Rich like, people lane. Yeah, whichever. Just like lanes in a highway. The elevation with which you can operate in uh, over certain areas. I'm, I'm assuming that's what's going to happen. I just hope it doesn't interfere with the insect superhighway. Are you familiar with oh, the insect superhighway? How far up is that Oh, one? man, I, I forget how far up it is, but like Oh, it's so cool. You it's were telling so me about cool. that. I mean, what I if just, it, they all just get caught up in it? Yeah. Like it's, some, like some wind, bugs, it's like a windstream? Like, allegedly, some bugs just want to start a new life and like get away from where they are. Yeah, man. And uh, I'm sure this it has to be This is a Pixar kind of, movie. This isn't real. Well, <laughs> this is, from what I've read on the internet. This is a Disney on, script that you on, bug, read. On wikibuglife.com, uh, some, some insects just truly want to break away from... Like, I guess they're, uh, whatever it is, their community and start a new one. It's probably they have some biological imperative to spread yeah. the, the species out, right? And to other parts of the world. I'm already just thinking about that yeah. one ant. Like, ah, oh. like we're just doing this so every they kinda day. Jump, they kind of jump off of the, the ledge, so to speak, like the leaf or whatever it is. And they get caught up in a breeze or they let themselves get caught in a breeze. And then, boom, next, you know, they find their way to the insect superhighway and they just keep going and going and going until they drop out of it at some point. Wow. Yeah, and they're so light that they probably float a little bit. I agree that there's an insect superhighway. I don't, I'm not going to go with the motivation. Well, yeah, I don't I'm think like... Someday one. I'm going to grow up and I'm going to be a dancer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just one just one beetle. Like, I've always wanted to write. Yeah. <laughs> I need a cabin in the woods so I can clear my head. 
Yeah, I think if uh, if we had drones flying around, and drones are fun, and we all know Gilbert. And Gilbert <laughs> uh, was the first guy I knew with a drone. Yeah. And I don't know how I got it. I don't, I don't ask questions when Gilbert has nice things. <laughs> and, uh, but it was so fun, like, going out in the middle of the night, flying it. <clears throat> and I could see why someone in his neighborhood would probably would have thought, there's a UFO in my street right now. This was before yeah. they were everywhere, right? So... Because uh, it made this weird noise, it had these weird lights on it, and made weird movements. So, like, if you didn't know that was a drone before yeah. you knew drones were a thing, you would have been like, "There's a a UFO right here, just flying around." Then it was just gone. Unidentified flying object. That's yeah. the definition. And uh, so, I guess if you Good did, job, Kyle. if hey, you thanks. had, I've always <laughs> wondered why like cars don't just get like, well, the smart car that drives itself. That's the thing that's like yeah. that's new now. That's going to be happening up here. But then someone brought up the the moral argument against smart cars. I don't know. I'd never what? even considered it. If a self driving car and another self driving car, uh, something is malfunctioning or something, and there's going to be an accident, which self driving car, depending on who has the passenger, like are you a higher degree? Uh, are you a more important passenger than the other passenger? Like which car? How do they decide which car takes the brunt of the accident? Who gets hurt? Like when two smart cars are, are – so they have to decide. There has to be a decision there to where the smart cars have to decide which car gets damaged more. But I think that's the idea of the smart car. If there's an accident, it's because they both fault it out. I think I, – I hope that the whole thing is that if there's that large of an impact between – self-driving cars isn't that because it's a malfunction like it's not like we're consciously like oh we're crashing yeah i think the argument is one of those things where you know people would say this will never come up but it's bound to come up eventually Mm -hmm. where it will happen and like trying to think of all the scenarios that you don't anticipate yeah um and then it becomes a situation where like okay well how do those two cars uh decide like let's say there's a fatality in the accident and the cars aren't like malfunctioning, and is like it's just a hy- total hypothetical. But there's not a malfunction, and the two cars have to decide which person dies. Then it's like I don't think they're. De- I don't think that's the decision made at the last minute. Like ah, let's flip a coin. Eh, let's flip an electronic coin and, and murder one. Because if our there's guys. one person in one car, and then there's a person with their two kids in another car, most people would say, "Well, probably the person with the two kids gets to survive that accident or and doesn't veer off into a ditch." That's not how accidents work, though. That's not. I don't. I don't think that. But when we're not driving cars, it's a total different experience. Maybe you should take a little accountability and drive your own fucking car. <laughs> Like <laughs> that annoys Dave's me. gonna join the army because yeah. of that Independence Day commercial. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like you lazy piece of shit. Like just drive a car. If you if you die in a car wreck and you're the passenger and the car was driving itself, I think good riddance. Driving a car is gonna be one of those recreations. You know, it's gonna be like one of those. It's gonna be like driving a car is gonna be like riding go karts now. Hmm. It's going to be some place where you just drive a car all over the place out here <laughs> instead of having to do this for you and obey these rules. But from my, my argument with the, with the dying in a – like if you've got two of them – say they're just two of them heading at each other, self-driving cars. If they're aware they're going to crash, then they're going to avoid – they're just going to do it to – they do it to avoid the crash. I don't think they would just jump to like, eh, who should we kill? They're just going to operate in defense, not in 
collateral damage, not in Okay, casualties. let's say it's something outside of another car. Let's say there's uh, people on bikes yeah, just uh, coming into the roadway outside of the where it's not another smart car. Do you stop like abruptly and injure the person in the car? I, I you mean, follow I the rules of the road. Do you veer think, off the side think, of the road to not hit people on a bike? I think you follow the rules of the road. I think those cars would be programmed to follow the rules of the road. So if there's an accident where both cars are following the rules of the road, there should never be an accident. I think that's the thinking. There should never be an accident. If all the rules are designed so that they're followed to the, the, the letter of the law, there would never be an accident. You know? Okay. That's my, my thinking. So if they're both going, no, yeah, this is every, the law. This car is right. abiding the law and that car is abiding the law. There shouldn't be an accident unless there's a malfunction. Well, yeah. here's, here's one. There's a, a kid runs out into the street chasing a ball, mm-hmm. a little kid. And the only way to avoid him is for the car to veer off to the side to not run over this kid and run into a pole that could potentially kill the passenger of the car. The kid dies. The kid dies. Should have been inside playing a video game. Get out, get out <laughs> no, of the street, the, little kid. The same, ac- the same <laughs> accident. Yeah, the same accident that would happen. So that's the rules of the road if a kid, kind of situation. If, if somebody's ever jumped out in front of your car where you would have enough time to go like, oh, God, I'm going to have to just try and hit that pole instead, you were driving too fast for that neighborhood. Or yeah, whether the kid jumped out on a highway while you were doing 60. <laughs> if there's a kid playing with a ball in a yard, chances are the speed limit's 25 miles an hour, and that's because you can safely stop or avoid an accident like that. That's, I'm still going with the fact that they're programmed by the rules of the road. Yeah. And so well, it makes sense to me. I'm, I never even considered these morality yeah. issues that could come up with self-driving cars because you have, you know, in theory, there would never be traffic jams. There would never be accidents. Traffic would be much less stressful. Slower but more efficient. Exactly. Because I drive – I'm a real speed demon out there. Yeah, so you'd uh, – so it would improve – overall improve the whole driving situation. Like there would never be a 45-minute standstill on the 405 if, yeah. we had, if everyone was in a self-driving car. Yeah. It would always be moving because you never have to worry about somebody speeding up in the right lane to, to – merge over to the left mm-hmm. real quick before the exit lane happens and then everybody behind them has to slam on their brakes because this asshole jumped over yeah and then that makes everyone stop behind that and then it's like a rubber band. i think yeah but i think your travel time would be the same probably i think i think rush hour is rush hour because there's that many cars out there yeah not because people drive like dicks it's mostly because there's that many cars do you think we'll get to the point where uh people look back on this i i mean i was thinking about this the other day where I was like going up to the the park, and I was like, "Oh, you know, two hundred years from now, people will probably look back and like, oh, people used to run in, or jog in neighborhoods. Like, yeah, how how primitive was that? Like the same way we kind of maybe look back on like driving a wagon across the country, you know, with like no no like hot showers and shit like that, unless you were boiling water or whatever. I'm sure we get to the point where you could just. <clears throat> You know, electronically stimul- stimulate your body for exercise and never have to do like, you just go run around in a circle to lose weight. No, I just download, I just download, if you're really a bit of cyborg, I just download a program that causes, that changes my taste buds and I decide I like eating healthy now and that helps. Hmm. Or you, you know, maybe, maybe you could, maybe you could just, yeah, digitally enhance yourself to enjoy the activities or you download the activities for yourself. I think that, of course, you look back 50 years on what everybody, like, oh, I used to go, Maybe when lap belts, you never you never wore a seat belt. Cars weighed 
four times as much as they weighed now. And, you know, gas was never like you think about what people did for recreation back then. Of course, they'll look at it like it's silly. I just learned that the guy who or the people I think it was the person who invented the seatbelt was like worked for Volvo and they knew they could patent it if they wanted. Yeah, because it was like such an advanced design to save lives. But instead, instead, they made sure everybody got it. It should. Yeah. Instead of making getting super rich off of it. Which I thought was pretty cool. That's why Volvo still patent itself on the back for being yep. so safe. Yeah. Yep. Remember the seatbelt thing we did? <laughs> it's probably by Volvo because of that thing we did with the seatbelt. And if every, I like the idea though of like being able to like just put electrodes on your body, like I mean, or just download yourself into shape. Especially if you're in a virtual reality program, you're going to stimulate your muscles to act like you're jogging. You put on a virtual reality program <laughs> like you're jogging. And if everybody looks good, does anybody look good? Yeah. Is there now? There's now if everyone has like eight abs, it's like walking through Beverly Hills where everybody has the surgery. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's so creepy. In Korea, there's a area of Seoul. It's like the Beverly Hills of Seoul, Korea, and everybody like they get the same surgery, and it's it's they want to make themselves look more westernized, so they get their eyes rounded and their skin lightened. And it's it means like sounds like a race joke. It's like everybody looks exactly the same. I'm sure if somebody from somewhere else came through Beverly Hills and just saw like fake boobs and fake lips and blonde hair and everybody like, oh, they all look the same. It's you walk around, you're like, I don't want to say this out loud, but I think <laughs> I'm walking past the same woman every ten feet. Wow, because they all get the same surgery. And then it's like, well, what? What's why? There's nothing unique about it, but it's all they made five on the beach. Reading a book and two of them walk by, they're like, oh, suntan. Because it's laughable that you'd want darker skin. Yeah. Wow. I just don't I just don't understand how people get to that that mode of thought to where like when you do like the people who do like the plastic surgery to look like a cat or something, Ugh. you know, or I think if you're gonna do it, go for that. <laughs> you might as well be you might as well be like really out there and distinct. Yeah, I mean, I, I I get stuck. I get my own mind stuck between like, why would you? Even sometimes, and admittedly, like, and I feel I feel bad. Like, even with, I caught myself thinking like, well, transgender. What I got into that mindset. Well, what's going to stop you from just thinking like, oh, I'm not even a person anymore. I want to be this. Like, where where where's the limit? If you just think you're something else, you feel you're something else. That we should all treat you like you're that other thing. But then I thought. It doesn't bother me. Like, what? What? Just because I don't understand it doesn't mean it's wrong. That's everybody's problem because they don't understand something. They denounce it. It's like, you're not hurting me. If you, whatever you think you are inside, go for it. I mean, I'm not going to put out hay on my table if you think you're a horse and want to come in <laughs> yeah. and you've got plastic surgery to look like a horse and you want to put fucking hooves on and stuff. I'm not going to feed you hay. You're you still got to pay taxes. Yeah, you still got to do the things. Horses well, don't pay taxes. Are you still showering upright in your house? And if you're just using a hose and you live in a barn, then okay, lower lower, lower property taxes for you. But yeah, I started thinking about that that kind of stuff. Like plastic surgery, if you want to be a cat, be a cat. That's You're doing something different. I guess I know I wasn't thinking about different. that like in, in modern context of, you know, if someone really thinks they identify as as a cat, whatever that would be. Well, I guess, you would know. you call somebody mentally ill if they thought they were a cat and they were going through plastic surgery to become a cat? I think we're headed into the direction of saying no. Yeah. Um, but 
you know, that's like, it's that slippery slope like you were talking about. Then like, where does, where, is there a line that ever gets drawn? Are there limits to this ever? I mean, cause there's people who believe they're aliens. There's people who, uh, and those people have been called kooks for a long time. Yeah. Um, you know, but something so distinct looking from us as far as like a cat, I think the difference, the only difference you could come up with is that gender is kind of this construct, right? Yeah. Uh, at least that we've defined in many ways. But when it comes to a cat and a human being, there's fundamental differences that we can measure scientifically through DNA and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like they are actually different creatures or separate uh, from us. So I think it would still lean towards mentally ill if someone thought they were a cat. Yeah. I mean, my thinking, is, first and foremost, if you're doing it safe, you're, like, you're not harming yourself, so to speak. This is your vehicle, you know, whatever pilot spirituality dropped into it. It's your vehicle. Do what you want to it. Uh, I still I was trying to think of what I was going to say. I think, well, you know, okay, like uh, that's okay. Dubstep. It makes sense. Don't worry. <laughs> like dubstep, dubstep came out and everybody's like, oh, this is annoying and shitty. And somebody else is like, at least it's something new. At least there was a new of what music is. It's all pretty derivative, but dubstep was like this. It was like it's like the first new music in a while. Whether you like it or not, it's a new style of music. Yeah, sonically it was sonically it was something new. And I think that's another part where you think we're heading towards a singularity. But I think in 150 years, the future is going to be like someone's kind of a cat because they wanted to change themselves into that. And and you're gonna and there's gonna be a lot more, you know, Cantina from Star Wars type action where we've all decided like, wait a minute, we can modify our vehicles in whatever way we want, which would be nice because I mean it's it's still surprising how much control we don't have over our bodies, our vehicle to a certain degree as far as when it comes to suicide, yeah, which attempting suicide is against the law, uh, or especially with women's bodies and you know mm-hmm. having babies, that's you know. It's well documented how crazy all that still is happening. I'm going to yeah. transition into a wild boar. Give me some nice I tusks. could see that. I could see that. I feel like tusks I could pull that off. I feel like, the, you know, whether... I think maybe... It's the only thing maybe what from this my is, game is tusks. People say that, oh, my spirit animal is this. Maybe what that really means is I identify as that animal. Yeah. When someone's like really hardcore into their spirit animal, maybe what they're really saying is they identify as uh, as a wild boar. Or a cat, like we would say in the future. Yeah, maybe so. Because I would never call anyone crazy or mentally ill if, you know, they, you know, had a really deep connection to like their spirit animal. Yeah, but somebody's like, I like angels so much, I had it permanently drawn into my skin. Twenty years ago, getting a tattoo was like that's cra- that's there. You've altered your vehicle forever. Now it's like just an afterthought. Like go for it. Now there's much more. I think a more temporary yeah. stance of like, yeah, what we're, we're around for how long? Whatever, do what yeah, you who want. Cares. My last tattoo literally was given twenty seconds of thought. Yeah, it was a, kind of a spur of the moment thing. It was for a TV taping. They're like, Barbecue hey, one? this lady's giving out free tattoos, uh, but like you gotta, you gotta, we need it, we need to do it now. Like we need to do it now. You need to decide. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, uh, bar- barbecue. And I just got got BBQ. Just BBQ. but like literally, I'm not exaggerating. Twenty seconds of thought to permanently alter my vehicle. Yeah, I don't, I don't give a shit. Yeah, it's funny how you know how like we're not holding ourselves to be so precious anymore. Yeah. But then want to cast judgment on other people. Like, how could you get 
plastic surgery. It's like, what? I get tattoos. You want big, weird lips? Get big, weird lips. I mean, I'm going to look at you. That cat like dude gonna... is freaky. Is he still around? You seen the, the cat, cat guy? dude or ladies that get like. There's that one dude that I used to see on like the Ripley's Believe It or Not yeah, show and stuff. Got the uh, whiskers. The whiskers and stuck everything. Into his all, all that body modification stuff has like gone to like such such intricate like design like with the forked tongues yeah and all that kind of stuff that's uh it is really kind of like fascinating how you can truly become almost anything you <laughs> that want that just now. became my thing <laughs> you just started doing yeah but be a cat <laughs> they've jumped into some weird stuff lately Kyle uh usually don't like to do this and he talked about a loan <laughs> I, uh, gonna get some whiskers just Get some new whiskers. <laughs> Redoing my nose. I got a tail I got my eye on. I got my eye on a tail. I, I had a friend who was like, he's kind of a loner dude and like clearly hung out in his, like when we were younger and lived in his parents' basement. That's just where his room was, but like hung out with his cats too long. I caught him like cleaning his face by like licking his hand and then like. Wow. Clean, like cleaning his face. I mean, which is what you would do. Like, oh, I got a little something there. You might lick your thumb and do it. But he was doing it like a cat, like licking his hand and then just cleaning, like, and then pawing at his face. And I was like, you're cleaning yourself like a cat right now. He was appropriating. Like, like what? someone would what? accuse him of appropriating cat culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this isn't, you know, you didn't suffer like they did. Yeah, you yeah. don't get to. There isn't there's something interesting about the appropriation circle and uh, you know all that, but we don't have to get into that. But I do want to ask one one question. We'll kind of put a bow on all this. The if you had to decide or make a decision in this moment, whether you thought I'm kind of fascinated with this now because I feel like everything in the past used to be focused on utopia in the future, and then at least seemingly for the past 15 years, everyone's been pretty hyper obsessed with dystopian futures. And I think it'll probably swing back to utopia at some point. It'll as long just, as it's know. not fruitopia. That drink sucked. <laughs> I don't remember if remember I ever fruitopia? had fruitopia. I don't know if I ever had it. Wasn't like a tea with flavored it was like teas. A, like a shitty fruit punch. I do remember it, but it's I like don't Coca-Cola's think I Coca-Cola's version of like a Kool-Aid a fruit punch or something. Put out a lot of different flavors. Okay. Sorry. It was just terrible. It was a terrible product. Okay. I'm glad so it's no gone. no Fruitopia. Yeah. Oh, so do you think, uh, when you think Today's of the future, future when you think of the future with technology and all this kind of stuff, do you think of it as a utopian future or do you think of it as a dystopian future? I mean, I'm a bit of a, I don't think I'm that pessimistic, but in this context, <laughs> I, I, I think dystopian. Like, I just feel like, I don't know. I just feel like we're fucking it up. Going back to everything we're talking about, like I just I don't see it having a happy ending. Do you uh, think there's a way to change that? Well, if there is, I'm not the guy to figure it out. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of pressure. You're don't bring back sorry, that goddamn yeah, fruit sorry. drink. I'll tell you that much. I didn't. Uh, I didn't mean to try to you know <laughs> make you write your own republic right now. But uh, <laughs> the uh, yeah, okay, okay. What do you think, Kyle? Yeah, I don't have a high hope for the for the future, but that's a problem. Like, I, I think it's I think it's your outlook. If all this technology that's been coming down lately, and you get like you say, you get excited at Best Buy. If you view it that way, and enough people view it that way with excitement and and a good good moral center, then we should be okay. 
I'm fearful of it because I don't understand. Like I was saying before, things I don't just because I don't understand them doesn't mean they're wrong. But that's a, that's an emotion I have to fight most often. Yeah, that's what I do. I'm like most often, that's my first reaction. Uh, what is that? That's eh, stupid. Uh, stupid. Yeah, I, but I have to like. All right, don't just get angry. I don't with get it. it right away. But I, I think there's enough. Oh, oh, although this, we might be the final generation of. Well, we are the final generation of people that grew up without social networks. Yeah, you know? yeah. I was talking to some uh, younger people the other day, and social networking and all that shit came up, and they were genuinely mad when Facebook opened up to the public, to us, to us oldies, right? When you, because it used to be yeah, you, had a, you, you had a college email address was the only way you could have an account on Facebook, and then when they went public and went open up to everybody, uh, all those people were mad. And this one guy was talking about how Facebook started. Quote, Facebook was made for me, uh, end quote, right? Because he was in college Entitled when it was made. fucking yeah. millennials. I mean, well, you know, so he said that, <laughs> and then he got a job in a university, like after, right, working at a college right after he was out of college, and everybody was like, you're professors, you're, you're on the staff here, you can't be on Facebook, it's weird. And he's like, no, but Facebook was made for me. Like when I was in college, I, you know, I was the first, one of the first people on Facebook. You, now you're telling me I can't be on it. So it's like these steps, you know, like of social networking, like belonging to people, which I think is weird. Because uh, we don't have any concept of that. Like maybe when. Yeah, the card just, uh, the card got full, you know, the you robot. motherfucker. The robot went full. But I forget uh, exactly what we were talking about when it did. I I don't have the capabilities to go back and find the exact last thing we said. Um, so, yeah. So, I, the, the basic idea was I was getting a dystopian from Dave is the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kyle was kind of uh, dystopian, kind of like going back and forth between oh. dystopian. Oh, careful with that. That's picking up. Oh. Uh, I hear that yeah. in the uh, recording. Sorry, sorry about that. Uh, Dave was uh, jerking sh- off the mic stand. Little shiny things. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, this one twirls. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> well, let's um, plug the um, the things that. Uh, so it's the Boogeyman, Boogie Monster, the Boogie Monster. Sorry, and that's B O G E or B O O G I E. Yeah, I picked a word that everybody has their different spelling of. So, that, that, yeah, everybody will find it really. Well, the Boogie Monster, I think that's pretty. I, I mean, most people, unless you're like hardcore into like. This I stuff, spelled it like Boogie, be, like how when you're dancing, you yeah, Boogie. Yeah, yeah so. I, I like that. As opposed to like Bogey or. I never got the Bogey Monster when it was spelled like B O G E Y. I'm like, no, Bogey, that's. It's golf, right? Well, I think it's because it's from uh, you know across the the pond, so it's like the bogey, the bogey monster, you know, like bogey. Oh, is it? I I I don't even know if that's true. Yeah, that um, sounds made up. No, but I do know coconut is uh, named after the uh, bogey monster. Uh, The the fruit coconut. Um, Coco is El Coco or El Cuco is the name of. um, He was the uh, the uh, Spanish speaking bogey monster. Just the same thing. It was the Boogie Monster, but El Coco was his name. And then when Spanish um, explorers first saw the coconut, they thought it looked like the head of El Coco, which was this monster that kind of had like a pumpkin head, which was their version of the Boogie Monster. 
And so this that's also where, sounds made up. No, this yeah, is this is real. This is you're real. really good at that, though. Like you are, you're always tricking me. <laughs> I, and I, I'm not, but normally, whenever I'm lying about something, uh-huh. it's within five to ten seconds. I'm like, oh, I'm just messing with you. you no, know, the word I ham can't. is Chinese, Dave. <laughs> Do what? <laughs> <laughs> no, but coconut is named after the boogie monster. That's true. That is a true thing. I'm, see now, no, I because I'm gonna go. I'm gonna hold on to that information. You can and retell it. No, you and trust me, you can because this was. <laughs> trust me, you can. Trust me, you can because I researched that. My That's something that came up. With. You know, I came up with that when we were on tour, and you and Andy dropped me off at a Starbucks, and I had to like research for like five hours before a recording. Remember that one of these days? Was your we were on was tour your today. episode about coconuts? It was about the boogeyman. Oh, okay. That okay. It's about the boogeyman. I recorded it in the parking lot of the hotel, and people were like walking by the car, like, "What the fuck is going on in there?" <laughs> just some dude in a van with headphones and a microphone talking about the boogeyman. This is just, <laughs> that's a fun tour. <laughs> Full well within their right to be yeah, like, yeah, "All right." Yeah. And then Dave's out there like doing kettlebell exercises, <laughs> like a monster. Yeah, I used to work out in the parking lot because we were staying at it's such crappy motels that didn't even have fitness centers. Yeah, and that was also when I was. Uh, on tour, like not to go down this road, but like on tour, I stay up really late because, you know, after shows, I'm just, I'm amped, yeah. you know, because I'm bringing the thunder all night, you know, it's kind of hard to come down from that. And uh, I was just, uh, I would just go wandering around at like three in the morning, in like different cities, <laughs> just like a cat burglar. It was yeah, pretty it's, cool. Uh, it's, I'm surprised any of you are alive after these things. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how, I mean, you do have like creepy down. You can like when you uh, today I was looking for a mic stand in the closet and I closed the door and he's just standing there. Like, How did I not hear you? <laughs> oh like, man, I so could have killed you so many times. You could have been a really good uh, oh, killer. Man. Do you have machetes hidden throughout the apartment at this point? I do. I, I have bladed weapons uh, strategically placed all over my vehicle and my room. <laughs> and Cholula. <laughs> Do you want hot sauce, whiskey, knives? Make sure I move my bed to the uh, other side where your bed is not. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to make sure I do that. Okay, so um, it's uh, The Boogie Monster. Yeah. It's going to be on iTunes. Uh, it's going to be on Stitcher. It's going to be on Google Play. It's going to be on SoundCloud, probably. It'll be everywhere. I guess. It yeah. sounds a lot crazier <laughs> than, than, than it actually is. Uh, you'll find somebody who will do all that for you. Um, I'll put you in touch with my guy if you want. Um, so he does, I think, one other uh, podcast other outside of his own. How he did you describe board. it? You got some time. You described it as just two idiots belching into a microphone. That's yeah, basically pretty much. what it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's not. It's not going to be really wrangled into a theme. Yeah. Oh, we didn't even get to talk about the ghost hunting stuff that we started with, but we'll we'll do we'll have to do another one. Well, I'll do more of it. Yeah. And yeah, you know we'll how like one. you put in a lot of time and effort in researching all your topics and stuff. You know, with, sure? with on your uh-huh. podcast yeah. on me and Paranormal, you yeah, we're not going to do that. Yeah, we probably yeah. <laughs> Really, we're gonna hope that the guest that the guest really brings the really heat. Brings something. Well, you know, I don't know. I think uh, I think that's you know between the two of you, the dynamic you've got going, and your varied interest in Bigfoot and also ghosts hunting, and then just your perspective. You're both very well traveled. Uh, you both are a lot smarter than maybe you let on. Uh, I heard you're very good at Scrabble, by the way, Kyle. I've heard that your Scrabble game is like top notch. Um, <laughs> that's not true at all. That's the look at on his face. Uh, <laughs> Am I supposed to go along with this, like the coconut thing? I'm not. <laughs> Who told you that? Now you're just making. Now you're just bullshitting about me to me. Oh, okay. You're I good at Scrabble. That. I sure am, Ryan. Oh, goddamn, he's good. 
<laughs> I thought I heard that. I thought I heard that. Oh, um, no, it's Andy who's the Scrabble Master. Who's Andy? Andy Sanford, oh, our, oh. our tour mate. You know, the <laughs> tour Andy. that we were just talking about. There's so many. <laughs> yeah. there's so many I meant like which Andy is what I meant. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know if we were talking about Andy Erickson or Andy yeah. Sanford. Uh, okay, yeah, you're anyway. right. I, I should okay, have. we got it. We got it. We put it. We, but Kyle's we, good at other stuff. We'll find some stuff yeah, he's good yeah, about and talk about that I'm next probably, time. Okay. Connect Four, maybe. Connect Four. Okay. No, okay. Shot in the dark. There. I don't know. Uh, mountain biking. Uh, you're good at that. He's okay, good so. at eating all of his groceries. That's, I eat all my groceries he, even after they go bad. Yeah, he he does my waste, waste food. I you like that. Waste. Oh, I got some it's great quality. I got some Miracle Whip. Clicking over, <laughs> clicking over ten months past the expiration date right now. We couldn't go to a concert together last week because he quote got a hold of some bad mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> True story. You just actually, you on purpose actually ate mayonnaise that was in your fridge for too long. It's not like I. It didn't seem bad. Did you smell it first? But I guess mayonnaise doesn't smell good when it's true. No, that's the thing. Normal. Mayonnaise just smells like like it's gotta look real fucked up for me to not eat it. I always thought that you it was bad. No, I ex- yeah, because I made some tuna salad with it. I told the I was like, it's bucking a little bit. <laughs> Did you make it eight seconds before you before? Yeah, three? yeah, yeah. No, I I won the rodeo on that. Okay, I won the rodeo on that. <laughs> I stayed on that. I, I needed to live with a woman before I stopped my rule of. Oh, it doesn't matter how long something's been in here. I can always microwave it, whatever it is, because microwave the radiation will kill anything. Right? Was my thought. So I would just microwave <laughs> anything that I wanted to use, even if it wasn't supposed to be hot. And then I would let it cool down you, and then use it. You use the microwave like chemotherapy for yes. your food. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like gonna be a long toilet. process. It's gonna be unpleasant, but we're gonna get. Yeah, gonna let that mustard cool down for about an hour. <laughs> So we can eat. Okay. Well, I think we did it, dudes. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, thank um, you, buddy. Hell yeah. The Boogie Monster Podcast. Check it out. Kyle Clonane, Dave Stone. Um, you know, put them into your ear holes. Check out their stand-up comedy, by the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very, very funny dudes. And uh, do we want to plug websites or anything? Or yeah, I don't even know You're if out. I have one. People anymore. can Google. People can find. Yeah, just Google. Yeah, if you don't know how to find someone just by their full name. So I love when somebody. I don't know. T- yeah, when somebody texts you something and then asks a question in the text, like, "Look at the use your robot." Yeah, the thing that you just used yeah. to ask me this. Yeah, if you're listening to this uh, Mindcast, which is paranormal based, and you don't know how to use Google, there's I have a lot of <laughs> questions for you because that's <laughs> the only way you can find stuff like this is by going deep into the internet. Usually. Yeah. So uh, okay, cool. Thanks for listening. Uh, I'm going to record the outro. I'll just act like. I mean, you guys can chime in if you want, but it just makes it easier if it's one final. All right. All right. We'll shut so up. We'll, I'll pause for music to cue. Cue the music. Chime. Thank you for listening to another experience of me and Paranormal You. This is Ryan Singer. Uh, that was Kyle Kanane and Dave Stone. Uh, one of them was my roommate uh, currently. Well, no, it depends on when you listen to it. Maybe we're no longer roommates. Maybe you've got all that TV money. and I'm. Well, no, I'll still be your roommate. You don't, you don't want us to I'm interrupt to, this? I'm going to wherever you move <laughs> yeah. with your money. Uh, no, you can interrupt it if <laughs> this, you want. This was the precious <laughs> one file. This was the, the precious. I wanted to get that one one take, you know. Uh, we'd like to thank our sponsors, uh, Miracle Whip and, uh, and Buck and Tuna Salad. Old Buck and Tuna Salad. Uh, Buck Martinez, baseball announcer, is actually uh, the face of Buck Wait, oh wait, Joe Buck. I hate that guy. I don't hate him. I don't hate anybody. Me and paranormalu dot com is the website. Uh, I have a large distaste for Miracle Whip and Joe Buck. Uh, 
RyanSingerComedy.com is my website. Uh, you can see where I'll be. I'll be in Denver. Probably you will, I've, I've already been gone from Denver by the time you hear this. Oh, my 40th birthday, July 9th. <laughs> Go Bananas Comedy Club. I'll be there all weekend. So please don't um, try to kill me if you come to those shows. I will be on stage trying to talk and not being drunk. I'm 40. It's not like I'm turning 21. 818-839-0593. That's the mind line. Give me a call. Leave me a message. Send me a text message. The Open Your Mind Line show, which will be June 28th, probably already happened where I recorded. We did the first ever open lines where you can call in and I'll be recording it all. So that probably already happened. But if it didn't, you know, do that. Uh, Instagram. Instagram. I like Instagram. <laughs> Twitter and Facebook, whatever. You can have it. Instagram, Rising, R-Y-S-I-N-G. And thanks again for listening. And if I don't see you on the road or at a live show, uh, doing a live uh, one at the Art City Festival in Columbus, Ohio, sometime in August, I'm not sure when, um, Jim Harold, wow, like one of the biggest paranormal podcasters in the world is going to be my live guest. So that'll be fun. Talking about ghost stories and all kinds of stuff. Uh, if I don't see you there, I'll see you at the watering hole on the Astral Planet. We did it. That we, we, we <laughs> as long as the goddamn episode yeah, right all right so there you have it me and paranormal you our good buddy ryan singer uh we recorded that a few months ago right before boogie monster was born so i uh, hope you enjoyed that uh, and if you did please uh check out ryan's podcast me and Por- paranormal you uh listen to that every week you know that's the great thing about podcasts i mean there it's uh it's infinite you know there's no uh there's no real competition or envy or jealousy amongst um, podcasts. You can listen to as many as you want. So uh, we don't care if you listen to his um, as much or more than The Boogie Monster. If you're a fan of this show, uh, odds are you're probably going to be a fan of his show. So please continue to support Ryan. So anyway, uh, that's our episode of The Boogie Monster uh, this week. Kind of an, uh, a substitute version, if you will. Um, but yeah, so let's go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, comic of the week this week, why not? Who better? Then our buddy Ryan Singer. I uh, hope you enjoyed that. Um, you probably already know Ryan's comedy. If you don't, he's got three incredible albums available. Uh, so funny. He's got, um, what are they called? <laughs> so funny, I can't even remember what they're called. Uh, How to Get High Without Drugs. Uh, that's a great one he did several years ago. That was his first one. Uh, then he did Comedy Wondertown. And uh, most recently, about a year ago, he put out... Um, immortal for now so check out those three albums from our good buddy ryan singer comic of the week and uh keep supporting his podcast if you haven't already as far as um our own plugs uh kyle just wrapped up a tour so i don't think he's got uh, any immediate dates on the books but definitely check out uh this week thursday uh yet another pair of back-to-back episodes of those who can't uh that that's every Thursday on True TV. I believe that's uh, ten nine Central. And uh, the last several weeks, they've been doing two episodes back-to-back. That's really cool. So if you haven't checked out that show, uh, I don't know if Kyle appears in this week's episodes. I'm assuming he does. He usually has a pretty substantial role in most of those episodes. But check out those who can't. And uh, as far as me, I've got a nice tour coming up uh, next month. Dave Stone's Holly Jolly Tour. I'm doing uh, 15 cities, I think throughout the southeast i'll rattle off a couple of right now december 12th i'll be in baton rouge louisiana that's at uh, spanish moon december 13th mobile alabama at the merry widow and december 14th savannah georgia at barrel house south and uh, apparently savannah georgia one of the most haunted cities in america so i'm definitely gonna have to uh, find some time to snoop around and see what i can get into uh down in savannah so uh come see a show 
And, uh, yeah, check out my Twitter. I don't think I ever plugged my Twitter on here, at uh, Dave Stone Comedy, uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter. Um, so, yeah, if you want to troll me, that's fine. I've had a couple of uh, recent uh, <laughs> incidents where I've had to engage in uh, some Twitter battles with some dipshit trolls. But, hey, I, I take all comers, whatever. I don't care. Uh, Boogie Monster Podcast at gmail.com. If you want to reach out with some cool fan art, if you if you need that biscuit recipe or whatever, uh, you can uh, reach us there. Uh, Boogie Monster Pod is our Twitter. Uh, no vowels in the monster. Boogie Monster Pod uh, is our Twitter. And, uh, yeah, so anyway, thanks so much for listening uh, to The Boogie Monster. I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. The Boogie Monster. Thank you.